Hello, 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 everybody. This is uh, Father David coming at you with Coffee Conversations. And I'm Deacon Bob, looking forward to our conversation today about anger. Yeah, we're going to talk about anger uh, a little bit today. Uh, but before uh, before that, just a little a little time a little time of banter. I don't have coffee today. I have uh, I'm drinking some Lacroix, some some orange Lacroix. You ever had? You like seltzer water? You know, I'm not a big fan. No, <laughs> it's it's a love or hate. I feel yeah. like there there are definite camps in I, the seltzer water world. I know my kids drink it. I just I don't know. I guess they need a little bit more oomph and flavor. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like. I mean, there, there's plenty of jokes with like Lacroix. Like, oh, is it really? It's just it's water, and someone just it would just passed by a, a lemon truck or something. <laughs> yeah, it it's very uh, subtle, I guess. It is, it is. But hey, if you're if you're thirsty, you want a little bit of flavor, but you want all the sugar pop. Yeah. I think it's a good. I think it's a good compromise. That's but, good. Yeah. I'm doing tea today, so I'm doing tea, and Deacon Bob's got a a granite looking. Mug. It looks pretty, pretty powerful. And this was my Christmas gift from Karen. Oh, so nice! It's like, very cool. I know. You know, I've I've never gotten into the the, the thermos world. No. Nope. You know, I I don't know. I love coffee. I suppose I just drink it before. <laughs> I don't. It's it cold. <laughs> I don't need to wait. <laughs> yeah. I just I drink it before. Yeah. Yeah. No, this holds it pretty warm for a long time. Yeah. So it's really it's nice. good. But so I'm drinking Lacroix, and today. Um, I also have a song that's stuck in my head. I don't know if you've ever had, you know, a song stuck in your head. But yeah, a lot of times. Probably a few times. Uh, so I have the song um, "Eat It" by Weird Al Yankovic in my head. <laughs> I just had lunch, so I think it was probably something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But you know, so the the parody of of, of Michael Jackson's uh, "Beat It" song, but yeah, Deacon Bob listens to uh, music, so we're we're we're. We're 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 hallmates almost Pretty over much. here in the, in the in the staff area, and uh, I can hear Deacon Bob playing playing some songs every once in a while. I usually play it on a loop, so I get a song stuck in my head and just play it for like a month. Yeah, um, hey. on repeat. <laughs> Find something good, you know. Keep well, keep going back. And I played this song called "Shelter Me" mm-hmm. when we were. I guess in the summertime, trying to figure out how to live in the pandemic. Right. And uh, it was a really good, how do I make it through this time kind of song. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. And music really does do that for us, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it just how music, I love music personally, uh, just in so many ways. Um, and just how it just can express our emotions um, better than any word mm-hmm. can possibly do, no matter yeah. what, you know, no matter what we're going through. Um yeah, I think it's one of the proofs of you know God's existence. You know, just that we have music, like this whole reality. It's just so moving. But and so I think it helps our emotions kind of help us work through them, whether yeah. it's fear or anger or anxiety. Right. Um, Certainly, the artists themselves are doing that, and I think that's what mm-hmm. makes good music music. You know, when yeah. someone's really speaking from their from their heart about something, not just kind of you know. Hitting a pop or writing on writing a pop song, mm-hmm. but really speaking from from their heart mm-hmm. and trying to work out the emotion in their life, which helps us figure it out in our lives. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. So, coffee and uh, or, or Lacroix and Lacroix and music, <laughs> good ways um, of of living life. So yeah, today we want to talk about anger 
and uh, frustration. Probably something you know most of us have experienced before, I'm sure. And undoubtedly, you know, in this past year, um, with all kinds of things being thrown at us that we probably never thought were going to be thrown at us before, at least you know, <laughs> in the uh, in the, the short span of time uh, that we have. And I'm sure all of us, you know, at some point have experienced frustration and anger. So today we want to talk about a little bit about, you know, what is it uh, and how do we, what do we do with it um, from, a, from a Christian kind of perspective. So first, what is it? So what's, it's something inside of us. It's, it's, it's an emotion. It's a feeling. You know, we might be angry at something, you know, that's outside of us, whether it's, um, you know, the kids just being... Uh, being ridiculous and crazy, mm-hmm. or you know, someone we just really don't get along with, uh, saying a bunch of things we don't agree with, and and whatever, or you know, traffic that we're we're caught in, or you know, there's there's plenty of exterior things that move something within us and 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 allows us to feel angry. But it's also it's not just um, not just a, a feeling, but as Christians, we also acknowledge you know kind of the sinfulness of anger. Uh, and you know what makes what makes anger sinful? When, when, I'm, when people come into confession, uh, and I'm really kind of helping them process some of the things of their life, uh, when they when they confess anger, I, I try to remind them that you know anger itself isn't a sin. You know, it's it's an emotion. It means it means you're alive. I mean, it means you're you're alive and breathing, and you're and you're experiencing reality. But what we can do is really um, you know focus on the anger and really kind of kind of entertain it in our lives. And I think that's where, when something becomes, uh, when something becomes sinful. Yeah. And I think St. Paul says, don't sin in your anger, you know? So, um, I think there's some anger that's like a slow burning fuse. You know, we just kind of relive that moment yeah. of whatever made us mad and other anger that's like impulsive or stimulus response. Yeah. That it's like instantaneous. We find ourselves blowing up on something, yeah, because of whatever's happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, and I think, I suppose we could go back and go back and ask the question: Well, why? Well, why do we get angry? Mm-hmm. Well, as we as we learned in the scriptures, you know, in Genesis, you know, we're 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 fallen human beings. You know, we live in this in this fallen world, uh, a world of imperfection, uh, whether that's outside of us or or within us. So. We're going to have a tendency to want to, uh, we have a tendency to draw towards anger, you know, and kind of and ruminate it, ruminate on it, and, and these and these different things. And I think there's some <clears throat> situations that we're tired, we didn't sleep well the night before, yeah. we're hangry, yeah, you know that that kind of put us in a place of responding out of anger instead of the way we normally would respond. Yeah. So how do we think when we're hungry and hangry not to respond to something, to let it go until we can think about it a little bit more clearly? Yeah. When, when I'm uh, helping married uh, couples in marriage preparation, we talk about the section on communication. One of the things uh, that I've learned that I share with them is um, it's this kind of acronym HALT. So when you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, mm-hmm. it's usually the time to not have a conversation about anything important. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, same thing with like emails or Facebook posts. Probably <laughs> if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, it's probably not a good thing to kind of work, to express really what you're feeling 
kind of in a, in, in, in that moment because mm-hmm. um, it may not lead to the, the outcome you're really looking for on a, mm-hmm. on a deeper level. Easily end up throwing a hand grenade, right? <laughs> doesn't turn out well. Yeah, um, can blow up in your face. Yeah. How do you, then you have to re, say you're sorry for right. whatever you said that may or may not have been true. It probably wasn't the best way to say it. Yeah. Or to email it or to text it or yeah. to post it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anger, frustration. On one hand, not a bad thing. It's part of who we are. It's it's part of how we, you know, we, we are, we're experiencing something um, that is frustrating outside of us. But it's also something that can be sinful and can and and lead us to sin. I think this is where, you know, we hear the we hear the commandment, you know, thou shalt not kill. You know, most of us, I'm assuming, have have not, you know, in in a good way, you know, have not, you know, have not committed murder, uh, have not killed anyone, and that's that's good. That's a good mm-hmm. good starting point. Um, but it doesn't mean we 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 violate, you know, that commandment, you know, thou shalt not kill. In the sense of when in our life do we maybe give in to anger, um, and it leads to a certain death, you know, uh, of, of of something within us, where we're really operating out of anger and not out of joy, and then and then we it leads us to throw that hand grenade either at someone online or at one of our kids, and and, and we can see you know the repercussions of how we give in to that anger um, at different times. Yeah, I think that's a really good insight. Um, just trying not to respond at the moment, mm-hmm. um, to think about it, to to ask God, how can you just help me get through the next few minutes, so that when I can respond, it's going to be in a, a kind and gentle way, as opposed to an angry, hangry, yeah. whatever way. Yeah, I think as I was thinking about this, getting ready for this podcast, I was thinking like. Well, what is it that's making us angry a lot of times? It could be something different. Certainly, there's there's something on the outside that's causing our anger. But it's really something on the inside. And as I was thinking about it, I think I'll, just from my, from my perspective of my own life, the things that I get angry at, it's usually when I can't control something. Mm-hmm. I can't control some situation or person or or whatever it is. And... And because I can't control the situation, I get frustrated and angry, you know. I think having, we see this in politics right now, this polarization, or even in family matters or in religion, religious matters, there's this uh, almost spark that sets off an explosion. You know, like as soon as you see this person, you're already the hair on the back of your neck's mm-hmm. bristling, mm-hmm. you know, because you know what the conversation is going to be. You're going to say this, they're going to say that, we're going to end up fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we kind of ground out and listen to what the person's saying instead of taking the bait in a discussion that's going to, like, blow things up? Right. Yeah, and that's where we have to be aware of our emotions because especially in a conversation or you know, relationship, but, but even in a conversation, you know, they say that, like, once... You know, once uh, emotion is entered into a conversation, you know, a conversation has essentially it's over. <laughs> has essentially stopped because you have really stopped listening to the person and you're just operating on uh, on your emotions. So yeah, I think that's yeah, that's something that's super important um, to 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 know about ourselves and and these people 
what are we really operating out of when we're having these conversations or, or whichever. Mm-hmm. And what's the usual script? You right. know, like, how do I, I know how to press that person's buttons mm-hmm. or they know how to press mine. So instead of playing the game, how do we listen to what the person's saying without right. responding emotionally right away? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So if we're talking about anger and frustration, it's not really so much of an external issue uh, as an internal issue. And we've kind of talked about, we've kind of shared some of these things already, but if it's an, if it's an internal thing, uh, that means it has, there's an internal solution maybe to an internal problem. I think this is where, as Christians, um, we can we can approach anger in a in a different way. Not something that's just we're subjected to and 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 controls us, but something we have control over um, with with God. So I think, what do we do with anger? Well, first, I think it's a sense of of redirecting ourselves, you know, towards something good. Obviously, we have a lot of energy, you know, pent up in us in an angry moment. Um, how do we redirect ourselves towards something that's something that's good, that's fruitful, you know, that's holy, instead of going down that path where we're going to end up doing whatever that anger is leading us to do? Mm-hmm. So redirection. Any any thought on that? I know, like young parents, or even parents with teenagers, just when the kids are acting their age, it can up the frustration level of the parent. Right. Especially if you're tired, hang, hungry, angry, <laughs> lonely, tired. Um, it, it all it takes is the kids just acting their age, and you're already ramped up. Mm-hmm. Having somebody who can um, you can hand off to for a little while, just so you can clear right. your head, right. go for a walk, um, just so it's not up to you to handle the situation totally. Yeah, which is hard if you're a single parent. Sure. Um, so finding some kind of support network that helps you not have to deal with the situation every single moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Along those lines, I was, I don't know if this is a quote from anyone um, before me. I, I think I got it some from somewhere, but I, I, I've, I've come to think uh, recently, the only appropriate response to insanity is song, yeah. <laughs> you know, that there are so many things that just, we can't control. And, you know, singing a song, you know, can just be a way of uh, making it through uh, a situation. So, yeah, whether that's going for a walk, whether that's just sitting down with a cup of coffee and, and some music, whether that's getting a coloring book, an adult coloring book, coloring book out, which I have seen grow, grow mm-hmm. in popularity. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's yeah, exactly equivalent with the uh, stress levels, <laughs> but, you know, color something, draw something, do something, you know, do something, mm-hmm. you know, get that energy out of you in some good and healthy way. So I don't know if you sing. I do. Um, and that's where like my song that I play on a loop helps. Yeah. So if I wake up in the morning and that song, that's a, a place this care unto Jesus's care, um, or place this burden into Jesus's arms. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to wake up to, as opposed to the frustration that this person really ticked me off, and I'm still fuming about it. Yeah, which kind of connects to like, I mean, we we well normally, as of recent, we haven't been doing as much um, sad, you know, sadly, but and we do we do sing at mass. Mm-hmm. You know, music is so important, you know, to the to the liturgy that we're really, you know. We, we come into Mass with all of these things in our lives and our hearts. And to sing really just 
gets that out of us in, in some real way. And we, we offer that, you know, to God. Did you ever go to Mass and then the song stuck in your head for the afternoon? Oh, yeah. You know, I th- that's pretty neat. It's like it, it kind of carries Mass over into the rest of the day. And hopefully it's one of those songs that puts our trust into God and mm-hmm. puts all these things we can't control into God's hands. Yeah. As opposed to us fuming about it or just thinking about it all day that makes us angry. Yeah. So how do we ask God to take it and help us figure it out? Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, redirecting ourselves, you know, towards something good, something holy. But then really as Christians, um, kind of that last part was kind of really connecting to it. But that as Christians, we can use our emotions. We don't need to be afraid of our emotions, but that we can use them to be direct, direct to God to prayer. You know, that God, I'm, I'm really pissed off about this thing, you know, mm-hmm. this, this reality. I'm, I can't deal with this anymore. Um, I, need, I need you in my life to bring me a sense of peace because I know that's the only thing that's going to bring me. You know, to, to use these moments as, as opportunities for prayer and not just, you know, not just occasions where we kind of just go into ourselves and our own, our own kind of world, but to really open, open that space to God um, can be really super, super helpful. And to, to pray for those people or those situations right. that make us crazy. Right. Um, that prayer is not going to change them, but it's going to change our approach to them and to the situation. I think that's probably the biggest thing. And it may not happen overnight. I know sometimes if I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about whatever it is that's making me angry, Mm -hmm. that's when I start praying for that person and their family or the situation that I'm dealing with. Um, It makes it a whole lot easier to put that situation into God's hands than for me to just get mad about it and stay up all night and be frustrated. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, one of the other things I... I help people in confession with um, is that I'll give them the, the serenity prayer. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, I mean, it goes like, um, you know, let me, let me know the difference, what I have control over and what I don't have control over and, and give me the wisdom, you know, to know the difference mm-hmm. of what I do and what I don't. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I should, uh-huh. I should probably know at this point, but <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but you know, it's just, what do I have control over? What don't I? And, and, and allow me to know the difference mm-hmm. and, and be, and be in that whole reality with me and, and allow me to embrace uh, those in my life that really uh, frustrate me. Let me let me embrace them with love, you know, whether I feel that or not, you know. But to really kind of kind of do that. Yeah, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. You have to for sure keep practicing. I know for me, and I know we're kind of coming at the end of our time. Um, if I am having a problem with somebody, I ask God to help me let His forgiveness flow through me mm-hmm. because I can't do it right now. For myself. Yeah. So trusting God's forgiveness forgives that person. Um, and someday I'll catch up. So, Good stuff. All right. Well, here's a little, some thoughts on, uh, on anger. Well, I think we'll just end this out with a little prayer, asking, uh, asking God to be with us. So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, this time we've had to share um, our life. Um, our experiences, our, our joys, and our, our angers with you. We ask you to be with us in our lives in these places um, that we don't have control over, that we may give them over to you, and we may be filled with great peace and the knowledge of your love for us, no matter what we go through, so that we can truly bring about uh, your kingdom here on earth. 
We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. Hope you stay warm. Uh, and this, uh, we're getting close to February. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It's going to be Lent soon. It's on upon, it's, Lent is coming. It's, uh, it's upon us. But hey, it's going to be fun. Yep, absolutely. All right, everyone, have a good week. Uh, enjoy and have fun. Bye. God bless. Mm-hmm.